It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the emergency edition of the Voices of the Vic. Um, I really didn't think we'll be doing this this so soon into the season. I didn't think we'd be doing it. Well, I was hoping for him to be given time this season. So was Mike Stowe's pretty pitched. Every other Watford fan, we wanted Rob Edwards to stay the season. But 11 games in and Watford have sat head coach Rob Edwards and his assistant manager, Kai, uh, Richie Kai, after 11 games in charge. Um, Rob Edwards won three games of his 10 championship games in charge of Watford, drawing five and losing twice. Obviously lost to MK Dons during the Carabao Cup as well. Um, but this has really rattled the Watford fan base. And it's really pissed me off. It's pissed Mike off. It's pissed Pedge off. It's pissed so many people off who were maybe not so pozzo out until today. Um, Watford fans have had enough. This is diabolical. Our football club is being run as a circus at the moment. And Gino Pozzo is a clown. And I'm not afraid to say it. I'm pissed off. Um, Mike, where were you today when the news broke of um, Rob Edwards getting sat? Uh, well, it was actually a good self that alerted me to it, Ben. We, we're in a group chat with a couple of other Watford fans. And you sent the screenshot that WD18 had put out saying that the Telegraph had reported that Edwards was sacked. And I was uh, I was on my lunch in, in, in the van at work. And I, I was the same as you. I thought, surely not. Like... We we discussed this with Jacob on the last podcast for the um, I can't remember what game it was now. It, I think it was a Sunderland game, and Jacob said if they're going to pull the trigger, it's going to be in the international break. But we were like, no, you know, they've, they're going to give him time. Uh, I mean, I've got the statement on my phone here outlining that they wanted to sort of give him time and everything. So my, I'm I'm just in complete shock. And usually I, my phone's been going mad today. Text from other football fans like uh, Watford or Shambles. Usually, I'm the first to be like, well, hang on, you don't know how we operate. We do things like this, we do the things like that. Everything they've said, every criticism they've said to me, I've agreed with them because they've gone they've gone back on their promise, Ben. What happened to giving Rob time? You know, he's just jumped up from League Two. Things weren't going to be rosy. You know, 
let him ride out a bad bad run, not sack him at the first bad run he, he, he hits. So it's gone back and promises. That that yeah. that's it, simple as. And sorry, I, I jumped straight into a rant when I was doing the intro. I didn't even introduce <laughs> our guest, and I do apologise, Pidge. So we've we've got we've got Pidge here from the uh, TaylorMade Army TV podcast, and it's been an honour to get you on, mate. We appreciate your work, and you've been supporting us as well. So really appreciate it. But Pidge, tell me how fuming you are with this announcement today from um, Watford. Well, Gino Pozzo has came up with a statement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, firstly, it's an, uh, I said this before we went live, it's an honour and a privilege for you to even ask me to come on, boys, so thank you very much. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's lies, again, from the club, um, especially from, from the owners in Duxbury. And, we, you know, we all we all said, OK, um, let's see what what they do. Young, up-and-coming coach, we had to poach him, um, shall we say, pay compensation for Rob. Um, ambitious as well. We wanted it, us to get promoted. We've all been critical, including myself, about the performances. And we said various times, we've been in my pod, your pod, um, loads of other podcasts that we, you know, we've got to give the guy time. We've got to let him implement his ideas, um, raise the culture of the club because it was absolutely shocking last season. You know, the whole atmosphere um, seemed to be a little bit more improved. And okay, the performances haven't been great, but if you're investing in a long term project, you've got to be patient you've got to give him time and all the sounds coming out of um the club was they were going to get um give put faith in rob and his coaching team and um clearly um uh, it was a load of rubbish and um we're back to square one once again and it's yeah it's you know gone the days and we always say we don't look back on the past but gone the days of um, the likes of um, when GT was there and we built the club and we allowed managers, not just him, allowed managers to uh, be brave enough to bring in young players and work and um, sort of work the system that he wants and build build from the back, um, uh, so to speak. And it's, yeah, we, like I say, with Billich, you know, looking at Billich, great appointment, but, it, you know, why did we go through all that just to get Robin, why couldn't we just got um, Bilic in at the start? Exactly, because he is a free agent as well. So if yeah. Gino really wanted him, why didn't he get Bilic in the summer? Why poach Rob Edwards from Forest Green Rovers, where, if I'm honest, I feel so sorry for Rob Edwards. He doesn't deserve to be treated like this. He did fantastic at Forest Green Rovers, won the League 2 title. He could have done a really good job with them in League 1. Yes, other teams could have sniffed around him pinched him but he got shat on by Watford Football Club and it's not the first time we've shat on the manager or players um, it's a joke how this football club is being run and like you say as well it's, it's just lies, lies and lies we've been fed all the time, we thought things would change, I know me and Mike have been with Scott Duxbury, we, we thought maybe we'll give him the benefit of the doubt we'll give him one last go, we'll see how, how he is but He's lied, and I know he's not the one in charge of a football club, but he is Gino Pozzo's puppet, isn't he, Mike? He's been fed all these lies, and yes, maybe Scott Duxbury, he wanted Rob Edwards in, but at the end of the day, Gino Pozzo has a lot to ask for here. Yeah, I, I think this appointment of Rob Edwards in the first place was very much Duxbury's appointment as opposed to Gino's. Uh, I, I'm not saying this as if I know something. I, I don't proclaim to know anything in the background or anything, but uh, it, it strikes me that 
Rob was was Scott's man all along, and Gino, whether he fancied it or not, I don't know. You know, the 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 thing that was said in June was um, that Watford needed its culture back, and in Rob Edwards, we have appointed a manager we all totally believe in, and a manager who will lead and drive that change. So. Whether Gino Pozzo thought that was the case as well, I don't know. If I'm Scott Duxbury, he's got a lot of stick recently, like in the last few years. But if I'm Scott Duxbury now, after this, today, I'd, I'd walk. Because regardless of if he's done a shit job himself, Scott Duxbury, over the last few years, um, he, like Gino Pozzo's basically stuck two fingers up at him doing this. Basically, I know he runs the, the club, Gino Pozzo. He's well within his right to do it. He's the most powerful man at the club. But... He's just got no, like he's managed. His boss hasn't backed him up, uh, and it's just made made Scott look stupid. I think if we'd have appointed Billich at the start of the season, I think it would have been a brilliant appointment. You know, he's got promoted. His managerial record is 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 quite good on the whole. He's he's done some impressive things. So, and you know, he's recently won promotion to the Premier League with West Brom a, a few years back. So, um. You know, he's not a bad manager to bring in, but it's a whole fact of going through it over and over again. Like, one thing that's been telling for me is I've been on numerous opposition podcasts so far, and each and every one of them are like, are you going to stick with him? Are you going to stick with him? If you go back and watch them now, I'm like, every time I said, yeah, we are. You know, we've been told by the owners that we're going to stick with him. We're going to give him time. I've said that Rob's going to come across a bit of a sticky run at times. It's what will happen in the championship. But the first international break we get, which is when Pozzo's love to pull that trigger, and, and he's going to done it. I mean, I just, I, I don't know. What what happens if Bilic has a, has a bad run? Like, is, is he going to be gone? Are we going to go through three managers a season again, like we did last season? Like, when when will it end? When will it end? Something has to change. Sticky bad run of form, and he could be gone by the World Cup. Um, <laughs> exactly, yeah. I give him a, two months. Rob Edwards has had two months, um, but it's with Rob Edwards. He just wasn't given time. Like pitch, you said, okay, performances weren't great, but me and Mike fought in the last couple of games. Well, the last game against Sunderland, we had that spell just after that second half for about 20 minutes. And I thought, OK, maybe this is his ideas slowly coming across the, um, to the field and it's been implemented. The players are getting it and this could be a bit exciting to watch for the rest of the season. But that's just been pulled the plug on. And it's like, he's not the problem, Rob Edwards. The board never backed him. They never signed players that he actually needed for his system. We all know he plays... 3-5-2. He needs flying wing-backs who cross the ball into a box. It wasn't delivered with that. So the problem's not Rob Edwards. The problem is the board and Gino Pozzo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much, mate. You've hit the nail on the head, both of you. And, uh, you know, you're looking at the likes of Gaspar coming in. He's not. He's a right-back. He's not a right wing-back. He's not a Jan Matt who can run up and down the line. And to be honest, Kiko as well. But we knew Kiko was probably going to go... Um, after we got relegated and yeah, it just the system, it looks so uneven. We said this before that you, you look at, look at the balance, the, there's no balance in the squad and um, the way he wants to play. And like you said, you know, you've got to supplement, you know, we know they must've done the homework on Rob. They know exactly what formation he wants to, wants to use, how he wants to play. He doesn't play five, three, two, he plays three, four, three. 
Um, that's how he likes to play. He likes to use those wingers, um, technically as wingbacks when we haven't got the ball, but he likes to play on the front foot. And uh, the he's okay. The, the signings that we brought in have just not been fit enough yet, and they've just literally the last few games um, made their way into the side. So you can't, I mean, it's way, the way they come out with the. Um, statement saying they gave him 10 games. I mean, what to, it's like saying, Oh, um, we've judged the player now. He's come on 10 minutes to go before the end of the game. We've judged him now, and I don't think he's good enough. You know, it's the same sort of um mentality. You can't judge a manager after 10 games, he should at least, at least minimum 15 to 20 games, uh, before you have any type of opinion on how he plays because. Like I said, we've had three or four players. We've still got losers to come back. We've had three or four players that have either signed and not been fit. Davis has only played one or two games, so we haven't seen the best of him as yet. Halls has only just got into the side. So he's he's not had really much to do deal with in terms of working his shape up. And Gakia, he's had a bit of bad luck in Gakia. He's, pulled, he's obviously been rushed in too quickly. Um, all tents and purposes, we saw at Birmingham. So... Yeah, well, it'll be intriguing to see what Billich does, um, starting with Stoke Sunday. But um, yeah, it's yeah, I'd love to be positive about this, but it's just at the moment, it's just too fresh with um, the, the fact that Rob's gone. But yeah, but come up, come Saturday, Sunday, I'll be buzzing and hoping that we win on Sunday. So yeah, it's tricky at the moment. Just tough being a Watford fan. It's just it's embarrassing, isn't it? Like we love this little club and we'll support it through thick and thin, but it gets to a time where enough's enough and fans aren't going to take any more of this shit, which we have put up with since the FA Cup final, isn't it really? The under-invested squad, under-invested defence, the leaking defence. I think um, we said last week, Mike, but how much have they spent on the defence since the Pozzo's been here? £12 million on centre-backs when they've spent £500 million altogether on transfers. It's just a joke how that's been under-invested. Mikey Byatt hanging around every match day, hanging off uh, Pozzo's arms. Um, it's just an absolute joke. And to top up what happened today as well, to put the cherry on the top, on an excellent article from Andrew French, he, when he announced that um, Rob Edwards has been sat, he said that um, one gentleman does stay, and that's Cristiano Giretta. Um, Mike, that's just... I have no words. <laughs> It's because it's come from Mr. Pozzo himself. Like, he's Pozzo's man. He's the one that brought him in. And he's the one that's ultimately decided Rob's not the man to take us forward. So, uh, my, my worry is that because things are going so well for them in Italy and the way that it works over there, they necessarily think that that, that works over here. At the start, when they first come in, it was bloody brilliant. You know, the, everything that they did, uh, I could sit here and list a number of things that they've done positively for the club and you know I could you know talk about the the great things that they've done but I said the other week football's evolving but we're standing still and the way that the Pozzos operate we, we are far behind with the way that the that football's operating nowadays we need a fresh new change even if I you know um even if we were to get a majority shareholder or stakeholder or investor, a bit like West Ham have done, a bit like Southampton have done. They've kept their owner, but someone's come in with a load of money and said, right, I, I want X amount of the shares in your club. I'll pump this much money in, even if we were to do that. But it's getting to the stage now where 
Uh, and I've never been like this, but it's getting to the stage now where if the Pozzos were to go, I, I, I'd be like, listen, you've done some brilliant things for us over the years, but it's just not working. Uh, I, I said it as well the other week as well. Um, like, the... <laughs> I, I just I don't know I'm just lost for words. It's it, it's it's incredible that we we can just sack him after Roy Hodgson had more games in charge of Watford than Rob Edwards did. That should Absolutely. speak volumes yeah. in itself. Yeah, it, it's a joke. Yeah, um, I've got the list of managers and how how long they was actually in charge for Watford's last twelve permanent bosses. Um, Salif, so, uh, Yukanovic had 36 games in charge. Kiko Sanchez flourish in his first spell, 44 games. Walter Mazzari, 41 games. Marco Silva, 26 games. Javi Gracia, um, the longest uh, manager that we've had under Pozzo, 66 games. Um, Kiko Sanchez flourish for his second spell, 12 games. Nigel Pearson, 12 games. Uh, Vladimir Ivic, 22. Cisco Munoz, 36. Claudio Ranieri, 14. Roy Hodgson, 18. And then you've got Rob Edwards with 11, um, which is just, it's just, I just have no words. Pidge, do you think what Gino's, he's panicked. He's seen how well Indonesia are doing over in Syria. He's obviously kept Ismail Asar and Jal Pedro at the club, but haven't brought in that bit of income. Is he thinking Watford need to return to a Premier League this year because he's panicking about money, even though Scott said in that committee meeting saying, no, Watford are all right, nothing to worry about. But is there something deep under underneath that we're not being told about money? And that's why he's maybe made this rash decision today. Well, two things. Um, you know, my close relationship with Lufra, you know, that what now you sort of understand why he hasn't taken uh, taken the club presidency, um, honorary life president, um, thing yet. Um, even though they plastered it all over the rookery, uh, side of the rookery, um, he hasn't taken it and uh, he doesn't believe that the uh, GT, um, ethos and um, uh, things that he embedded into the club, which could still be present now. Um, and not around the club, and that's why he hasn't taken it. Um, that's not um, a secret. That's a, an obvious thing that he came out with a statement. That's one thing. The other thing I would say, with like you said, with Javi, and I do think it's a worry for the Pozzos, but all this was them they're doing. You know, in the summer when we reached the FA Cup final, we blatantly knew the likes of Mariapa and Kafkart and players like that were getting beyond. Um, their time, and we needed to invest in that side. Instead of paying forty million for Sar, we should have paid forty million for centre backs and brought in at least one or two decent centre backs. It might have been top top championship level, but they should have been top centre backs. Uh, the likes of Aidan Flint and players like that, they should have been brought in. Okay, Craig Dawson had a decent uh, decent season or two at West Ham, but um, at the time there was a few question marks. We needed to really invest in that. Um, back line uh, to build on what we had because our forward line was fine. Our midfield was quality um, in that season. And that's where the problem started when, like you said, we didn't invest after the FA Cup final and we've never recovered from it. And Javi should never have got sacked because we should have backed him properly. Um, the result of that was um, what we've had since then. And uh, we did have longevity um, for a season and a half under Javi. And, I, you know, I don't like to dwell in the past, but I think that's where the um, problems lie. But, yeah, in terms of um, now and the Pozzos uh, worrying, yeah, it is a priority for them to get them promoted because you look at what they're 
they've shifted focus slightly. You look at how great Udinese are doing, and fair play to them. You know, nothing against Udinese as a club. They're doing really, really well. They t- totally deserve to be where they are at the moment in, in Serie A. But you look at how well they're doing and how poorly and how um, under-invested we're getting. And like, like Mark said, when they first came, the Abdees and the players are like, absolutely brilliant. The ethos in around the club. And Duxbury said, no matter who is in charge, everything else stays the same. The coaches, the physios, the tea lady, the lot. Everything stays the same. It's just the figurehead that goes. Say for argument's sake, it was just Rob that went. Everything else, coaches and everything will stay. Problem is that hasn't worked for about five years now because whenever a new coach comes in, they br- I think around the Walter time, they brought in all their own coaches, all their own backroom staff. So the last three or four years, we've had remnants of different managers. So we haven't got the full backroom staff of, say, Roy Hobson or Nigel. We've still got one or two of each of them. So it's not the old system that I thought I actually bought into. I thought, okay, that works. There's not much of a change. You're just changing the top guy. It's not working. That's another thing that um, that's they've backtracked on as well. So uh, yeah, I do. Uh, sorry to shorter answer to your question. Yeah, they are terribly worried, and that's why they did a knee jerk reaction after all the lies they fed us. That then we need to get promoted this season, but minimum next season because they. Uh, with the debt and the parachute payments, um, yeah, certainly they're going to get itchy trigger fingers every time we have a bad um, run of game, sadly. Do you see this ever ending under the Pozzo's mic from the managers? I would have done if we would have stuck with Rob this season. <laughs> I, I genuinely, and it might have been more for you, Mike, but it, I genuinely thought this was the season. I thought, you know what, they've gone with what they said they were going to. They've appointed a young British manager who wants to play attacking football. They've gone down that route of the club, the the ethos, and then the first available chance have sacked him. So do I think it will change? Probably not. I mean, the fact that we've only appointed Bilic on an 18-month contract is a little bit worrying. Um, I, I mean, how long was Rob appointed for? Was it, I want to say three years, was it? He got a three-year contract? Yeah, three. So, Yet we've only given half of that contract to Slavon Bilic. So does that say that he's more temporary appointed or a, a temporary sort of man in 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 the position? I, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if they've already lined up who's coming in after Bilic. And that's not me saying they're going to sack him anytime soon. They might do because they sacked Rob. But I wouldn't be surprised if they've already thought, right, well, Bilic is only here for 18 months if he does that well. So when he goes, we're going to bring in him. Uh, so do I think it will change? Um, not whilst the Pozzos are in charge. That's clearly the way they operate. It works in Italy. So they obviously think, oh, it's going to work over here. And like I've said time and time again, I think it worked in a sense a few years ago. But that season that we went down in the uh, whole uh, coronavirus season, the 19-2020 uh, season, that was the season for me where I thought, right, this is getting a bit too much now. Before that, it wasn't it wasn't a problem. They kept it fresh. And like Pidge said, a lot of it was they just changed the man at the top of the table. They didn't change any of the back room or, or anything like that. As uh, as he said, you know, since the, the changes have come, um, you know, they're bringing in their own people. I've no doubt Billich will bring in his own people as well. Um, and yeah, it's... I don't think it will change, not whilst the Pozzos are still with the club, no. 
what's needed between the fan base now, Pidge? Um, is it time to, obviously, we've seen lots of people voicing their opinions today, but is it time to start protesting and like getting the old bed sheets out, saying Pozzo's out and all that? Because if I'm honest, I think Stoke's going to be very toxic this weekend in that way, and especially if we go 1-0 down early on, I think that's going to be very toxic, and it's it's not a great environment for the players to be put underneath, but Watford fans have had enough. Do you think that this is this is a turning point for Watford fans now. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at, um, I, I haven't watched many of Foz, uh, Ben Foster's uh, podcast, but he's absolutely hit the nail on the head where he says, all Watford fans want is stability. That's all we want. We want to say, you, you know it's not going to be the 80s. You know you know these managers are not going to get 10 years or anything like that, but we just want a bit of stability. And I think the fans, that's all why we're so frustrated. And um, me, you... Um, yeah, us three here are all just—we're just regular fans that just want you want to see our club do well. You know, we all love our club. We all do this for the love of the club. And um, yeah, I'd be very surprised if some people—I mean, not personally—but I will voice if we start um, struggling against um, Swansea on on the Wednesday, I will start um, shouting a few things. But you know, look, I'll, I'll be there at the start. Wanting us to do well, hoping that Slavin, you know, does his best and you know backing him 110 like I did with Rob. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there'll be some sort of um, protest. But there'll be certainly something online. I don't think there'll be a mass protest outside. But you know, it's getting close. I mean, there's a lot of people on Twitter and everything wanting this to happen. Um, it's where you look at it because the you know the potsos they're in in short and like. Mike says, you know, they, they have done great things, you know, improvements to the ground and everything like that. You know, there's other things there. But from a management standpoint and from the playing side, it's been really, really poor in the last five or six years. It really, really has. And like you said, uh, around the COVID season that we had, you know, that's when it's really shown that it, the, the system does not work. And, yeah, the fans are fed up. Um, we just, like I said, we just want to see 110% commitment on the pitch. Um, a team, regardless if they win or not, is just giving their all 110% um, on and off the pitch, you know, you know, and just become the family club that we always have been. And um, we you don't see any of that at the moment. You know, the ethos that we've had for years is just not there. And, um, you know, a winning side always brings, you know, um, the fans together. And the one thing the Potsos have done today is unite the fans against them. <laughs> That's the one thing I would say. You know, we've always been divided, like you guys have pointed out in numerous podcasts, that the fans have been, been divided, uh, especially last season, you know, in fighting and arguing. But we're all divided in one common goal, and that's uh, to see someone's head roll. And um, me personally, I would like to see Duxbury go and um, bring someone like Elton to take this on. Um, but, you know, perhaps people say I'm living in the past still. But we, you know, get Giraldi out and get someone who knows the leagues, knows what we need. Um, like Andy Scott was a few years ago. We got rid of Andy Scott. What the hell was that about? We bring him in, a guy who clearly has managed and been around the leagues, knows exactly what type of players that we can go after. And, um, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be very surprised if there wasn't some um, mini protest, uh, say, come Wednesday. But, uh, yeah, you hope there isn't, but I wouldn't be surprised if there, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't what, something happening at the Vic. Yeah, I don't think, like you say, it's going to be a full-on protest at this point. But like I say, everyone's rattled now and the backs 
are against the wall now. Um, Gino's, I, I'd say he's probably ruined his reputation here at Watford. Um, yes, he's yep. done fantastic for both five, six, seven years at the club. First what, seven what years. Do you think Dice won't, sorry to interrupt you. Why do you think Dice won't come back? I can't, I can't rule it out. No, he won't come back. He won't come back on the current model. I mean, a lot of people don't want him back, but you know, he won't come back. He stated under under the current owners, I'm not touching this with a barge bowl, and I don't blame him. The only uh, manager only come here for a payoff. Yeah, no, I, I can't. I can't see him coming back if the Pozos were out. Um, I could. He does have an affection with Watford, so I think if there was a different board or owners in charge, it, it would jump at the chance of coming back to Watford, and I think fans would majority of the fans were probably welcoming back but the issue here is yes there's, there's the debate of Pozzo's in and Pozzo's out Mike but in theory there's no buyer for Watford Football Club at the moment so we have to stick with Gino Pozzo and like it might be a while until someone actually comes in and puts up the right amount of money and as it stands Watford Football Club aren't for sale so where do we go from here? I think everyone's for sale for the right price if if they were to say, right, you know, this is the price that we've is on the table. If someone really wanted to, then there's someone out there for every club. It's just making sure we don't go down the route of the old Bassini and Graham Simpson days, and um, that, that's definitely what we don't want. But yeah, um, whether the Pozzos are open to maybe selling the club, I don't know. Will this success with Udinese at the moment start to make them think, well? Let's put our eggs in that basket and try and get European football back. And that'll be the the, the main sort of revenue stream will come from Udinese. Uh, I mean, it, if they had any wits about them, they'd, they'd, you know, like they did a few years ago, the, the money they could make out of the English game is, is a lot more than the Italian game. So, you know, that's why the Udinese fans didn't like us for a long time, because it was vice versa. We were getting all the good players come to us. We were nicking their best players. And the eggs were firmly in the Watford basket, whereas now it's a, the, the shoe's on the other foot. So, um, yeah, I, I think the Pozzos, I, I firmly believe that Scott and everyone like that sees what goes on on social media, whether it's first-hand, whether they know people that are on social media that send it to them. I firmly believe they see it. They will know that what they've done tonight has pissed a lot of Watford fans off. Um, if they continue to do so, and if Slavin Bilic doesn't work out and they have to sack him, then they, I mean, they should know already because they've dropped a few clangers over the recent years. But I, I think it might get to a stage where they might sell up. Um, but it, it's it's hard to sit here and talk about that because anything could happen. Slavin Bilic could be the man to bring us in, he, uh, to, sorry, to get us up. He, he might be the man to keep us up. He might be the first one to get us promoted and keep his job for the whole season. We don't know what, what's going to happen. A bit like we, we were on the podcast last week. We didn't know we were going to have to do an emergency podcast uh, a week later talking about the fact that Rob Edwards has been sacked. So, listen, it's it's so hard to answer that question right now. But I think if someone come along with the right price, then absolutely, I, I, um, they, they'd be willing to sell. 100% they would. They'd be stupid not to. Yeah, I agree with you as well. I wasn't really expecting an emergency podcast. And if anything, 
it's ruined me catching up on Strictly because I've been ill all weekend. <laughs> I've not watched it yet, so I've still got it to do tonight. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll move on to Slav and Bidic now, um, just briefly before we wrap it up. Yeah. I hope Watford fans don't give him stick or boo him when he gets announced as a new Watford manager because he's done absolutely nothing wrong. He, he's obviously he, he's been appointed a job um, which he didn't get the guy sat. It was the owners who's got that sack so, and, I, and I think Watford fans will get behind him and I hope they do because we're, we're not ones to jump on people's back before they've walked through the door and be like nah you're not my man get out at the end of the day he's the man in charge of trying to do the best for Watford Football Club and I think Slavin Bilic is a decent appointment um, he's got great championship experience he, he's managed to get West Brom promoted whilst they was in the um, the championship during the COVID situation we know how difficult it was during COVID with no fans in the ground so he did pretty well there um, he's also um, did very well with West Ham um, in the Premier League he's got great experience in the English League he's, he's done well in Croatia he's managing so many numerous um, leagues as well so he, he probably speaks a good few different languages as well which helps with our squad because we've got so many multi-international languages going on at Watford Football Club and the London Colony Training Ground but Pidge what what do you make of a whole appointment of um, Slavin Bilic is it is it the man who you feel who probably might get us a bit further up the table closer to that promotion places than what Rob Edwards might have done this season well, in terms of experience, yes, um, I think he's you know he's a very good appointment. Like I say, in, in hindsight, now it should have been done at the start of the season if there obviously wasn't going to give Rob time. In obviously, you know, history proves now that it wasn't the case. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm confident that Billich could get a, get us up and around there. He done it with West Brom. He had a decent spell at West Ham. Okay, it fell apart a little bit at the end. Um, but yeah, I'm certainly confident he can do it. He's got the experience there. Um, you know, you mentioned the Bassini thing. Um, I was there around the Pecci era, which wasn't too pleasant either, but I certainly have Pecci over Bassini, put that way. Um, but yeah, Bilic, Bilic in, you know, taking away the, the shocking thing that what's happened with Rob and he should never have got sacked and all that. Yeah, Bilic is a very good appointment. But we, I said that about Hodgson, to be fair, and that turned out to be completely disaster. Um, but yeah, in terms of Billich in the championship, yeah, good solid, good solid. Um, solid. If he can bring his own um, team in, which we know we what happens now, then um, yeah, I think he can certainly turn this around and get. So, well, look, we're only a point off the playoffs, and we've only lost two all season. It's just getting momentum and trying to play us a bit more attacking and trying to keep some goals um, from going into the back and then we'll be all right. I still think we'll finish in the top three if we can get get going and um, kick on. We've still got the, you know, he's got to survive January, um, get the January transfer window out of the way, um, get one or two just to balance the squad out a little bit more and, um, yeah, I th- I'm confident we can do it. But I'm just counting the days to when we play the scum. Um, that's the definitely yeah, yeah. the... First real acid test for him, as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's, I, I, it's very, in terms of Billets coming in, yeah, it's a very good appointment. There's no doubt he won't be up for that either because he seems like a very so, passionate yeah. guy on the sideline. I, I think he might be our most animated manager I, I think I've seen. Um, seeing him come to a big manager in West, um, West Ham before and uh, he is he's an animal, ain't he? Um, 
and a bit like a player back in the day, wasn't he? As well, he was a horrible bastard, tough guy. Um, but like you say, Pidgey, it's, it's those little things he needs to change, isn't it? It's like we've picked up five draws, for example, in the championship. It's about turning a few of those into wins. And we wouldn't be talking about Rob Edwards losing his job now. Surely we would have been maybe fourth or fifth or even third in the table with turning those couple of draws into victories. Those extra two two points makes a massive difference. Mike, what do you think that Bilic is actually going to bring to what the team we really need? Is it to sort out that defence? But then again, the defence hasn't been too bad. It's been maybe not killing off games going forward. Uh, I think it'll bring passion for one. I know that's cliche for me to sit here and say, but as you've rightly pointed out, he's someone that don't take no shit. He's a he's really, you know, tough bugger. You, you get that aura just watching him, even in the studio. He was in the studios for the Euros, I think it was. And, like, you, you just get that aura just watching him and listening mm. to him. Um, you know, and, and just to point out as well, you've mentioned the, the clubs that he's, he's, he's been at. Um, you know, let's not forget he managed Croatia in Euro 2008 tournament. They beat England home and away, knocked us out. We didn't qualify. He got McLaren sacked. Um, he got to the quarterfinals of the Euros that year uh, with two of their key players. One of them, their star striker missing. So it was very much a second string side. They beat Germany that year as well, beat a Poland side. So, you know, his CV's incredible. I know he's maybe had some tough times at those clubs as well, but he's just the person we need. We we said time and time again last season that we want to see a Watford team that just give everything, go out on the pitch, and as long as they come off and we know that they've given 100%, we can't be too pissed off with them. Slavin Bilic ain't going to take no crap from him. He, he's he's very much going to be, right, we get stuck into these. Um, we, we, you talked about the Luton game there, Pidge did, and the last time we played them was in lockdown, so it didn't have that same sort of feel to it. Uh, we got the feeling as fans watching it, the away match especially, that the players didn't really understand the importance of it to us fans. Billich will make sure that they uh, fully understand the assignment going to Kenilworth Road and when the scum visit Vicarage Road. They, they, they will know that we, we don't leave anything on that. We, we leave everything on that pitch, sorry. We, we don't bring anything off with us. So I think it'll bring organisation, which is what we need. And we, it's it's going to sound so obvious, but it, as long as we get the basics right, with that squad we've got, and I've seen a few comments on the side um, saying that the squad's not good enough. I think it's just from the same bloke, to be honest, but I can't remember. Um, I, I firmly believe with that squad, there are goals in that team. Keenan Davies will create goals. He'll chip in with a few goals himself. Pedro, we know, can do it in this league. Aspria only needs that first goal in the league, and I think the rest will, will, will follow in. Uh, he's looked very sort of panicky in the final third. I know he scored for um, for his country in the week, uh, but I firmly believe once he scores his first goal in the in the league, I think he'll get more. He will create chances as well. Ismail Assar, we know what we can do. Uh, he can do in this league. So we've got goals in that squad. So if we get the basics right, and we've got someone that comes in and just is is a bit of a drill sergeant in that respect then who knows what can happen. Like I said, if if this was the appointment made at the start of the season, Rob Edwards wasn't even mentioned, I think there'd be a lot of Watford fans that would be happy with that. Now, obviously, 
you know, there might be some Watford fans watching this or watching this back that might be like, well, no, I, I'm not speaking for every Watford fan there, but I think a large majority of them would have been happy with, with Billich coming in. And uh, as as you've said, I, I'll be backing the boys. Yes, I'm pissed off with the whole situation, but at the end of the day, they're, they're, they're still in my blood, Watford are. I'll, I'll never sort of turn my back on, on the football team and the players itself. So uh, I'll be supporting them come 12 o'clock on Sunday, 100%. Like us all, um, I think we'll wrap it up there. Um, we support Watford through thick and thin. Um, Watford are away to Stoke City on Sunday, live on Sky Sports at 12 o'clock. Regardless of what's happened today, we'll be going to Stoke in our numbers, supporting the boys, trying to get three points from them and being that 12th man. But Gino Pozzo has really fucked up today. Uh, he's really upset Watford fans and it's starting to get toxic and we've seen the reaction on all social media today, not just Twitter or Facebook, everything. Watford fans are unhappy and Watford fans want answers. And I think it's time for Gino Pozzo to talk to Andrew French, take him up on that invitation that Andrew French just sent in a, a while ago and he's still waiting for a reply. So Gino Pozzo, you need to, you need to talk to the fans. Um, this is diabolical of how you run in this football club. You're turning our football club into a circus and it's unacceptable. Um, but, um, yeah, me and Mike will be back next week to discuss the Stoke City game. Um, Pidge, thank you very much for joining us tonight. It's great to have you on, mate, and be more than happy to have you back. Yeah, it's an honour to come on, boys, and um, fantastic up uh, Brilliant podcast, guys, and I'm um, always watch every week. So, yeah, I'm not just saying that. Thank you very much. Nice one. Cheers, Pidge. And, Mike, yeah, cheers for tonight, mate. And, yeah, we'll be back at the weekend. If you've liked the video, don't forget to like the button. Leave us your comments on what you thought of the video. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button as well. Stay safe, everyone, and come on, you ones. Sports Social Podcast Network.